Kemulani Surabaya. Unfortunately, before he married his second wife, he contracted tuberculosis, 
for two and a half years, and he had terrible mood swings and, and, and doubts. And he entered the marriage with the condition that it would only be a marriage again on paper. So he lost four kids and two marriages. And his, his final lesson, when he was literally um, you know, coughing up whatever on his final deathbed, was there is no a new show up. There is no thing as giving up. Because everything that Hashem does to us is a testing. So we discussed this literally in the 24 hours. I said, if Hashem loved Rabbi Nachman, Hashem loves you. And just because we had a challenge, that doesn't question Hashem's love for us. On the other hand, if we had a challenge, that means that we obviously are, um, you know, Hashem feels that we are available and, and, and strong enough to accept the challenge. On Thursday, I came back after being in hospital for a day, and I took my kids out for dinner, and I had to explain them that the baby they're waiting for isn't coming, which was very, very emotional. So I, I, I sort of um, packaged up the pizza and ice cream, and then I said, you know, the baby isn't coming. And my daughter, she asked me an absolutely spine-chilling question, which in hindsight, is, is, it just um, gives me the chills. And she said to me, the baby's not coming home, the baby died. And then she went on to say, is mommy going to and finish the sentence herself? And I said, absolutely not, no way, everything's absolutely fine. I went back to the hospital, and the baby was delivered um, exactly unexpected, exactly the right time. But unfortunately, post-delivery, there was hemorrhaging, heavy hemorrhaging, and the nurse said to me, expression which I would never use, but the, the nurse complex care said, hosing blood. Unfortunately, eight liters, which, which more than, eight liters is more than the entire body, you have to be seven. So, eight liters of blood. And at that point, Friday afternoon between three and six, is when I sent out messages to everyone in Dallas. And people started doubling all over the world, all over every single group in Zelda, in Wales. The minute they sold out their time to him and before Shabbos came in, um, there was Chalabas uh, Baby Ruta, I think it was Hedal people. Um, there was every single community, the, the dust list, people from every single community, the drug people texting me about. One of the teachers in Rivka said to us on the following Tuesday that some of the staff at Rivka had already sent him three times over, and some of them still did not know who they were doubting for. So it really was that the entire community standing as one. Literally, before shadows came in, by Beda's conscious, everyone was praying the hideout, and, and throughout the entire night, the surgery finished at about 6, at 6.30, um, and then at about, Charles was 7.30, so at about 7.10, or they were at about 7.10, approximately, and, um, and I met the surgeon, she said she had 30, Doctors and whatever they call themselves, uh, all different uh, type of doctors and nurses in the room, literally the entire women's, which they threw women's kitchen sink at this. And she told me that I said to her, you know, that, you know, how did it go? Because the entire Jewish community here and around the world um, was praying. It may not be an exaggeration to say tens of thousands of Jews were praying. And she said, well, their prayers were answered because it was a miracle. And this is not the language we are used to hearing from medical uh, staff, but not very cold and, and scientific to say how it is. 
by every single doctor that we spoke to, we went to all these departments, you know, from the from the bursary to the ICU to the operation and the surgery to the ICU and ICU to complex care and complex care. To the Lord's Lord, at every single stage, people were giving us in Australia, it's like very, very, very lucky to be alive. It's a miracle this time from the head doctors. They said it was a once in ten year event for them. And the head surgeon told me that the staff have to get trauma counseling. The staff, the doctors and the nurses are going for trauma counseling because they have never experienced something like this. And unfortunately, uh, what happened was is that, see, hemorrhaging on its own is a problem and it's very dangerous, they leave it. But hemorrhaging, they can stop it, it's okay. When they took the ring and looked around, they had, I said to the nurse, I said, what is going on? Because they were already at two liters of blood loss. And they rushed them in to surgery. And I said, what is happening? She said, look, Joel, it is, it is serious, but if we can stop the blood and the bleeding, then it will be, it'll be okay. So, uh, obviously, we all doubled. And unfortunately, what happened was, in hindsight, there was um, an amniotic fluid embolism, which means that we that some of the some of the, some of the liquid from the uterus, which is which is toxic for the bloodstream, got into the bloodstream, and that causes the body not to clot. So when you have an open wound, you have a child, then the blood just hoses out because of the it won't clot because of the toxicity that's caused by the amniotic fluid. So this type of thing has less than a one percent survival rate. If someone got a bit has a ruptured uterus, there's a 30% chance of survival. Even though that's not good, there's a 30% chance. This was less than a half, this was not even one, a no percent chance. The nurse, the doctor, and the nurse at complex care has been there 20 years, 13 years in the women's. But the women's is the primary, premier hospital um, for this. They have the ICU next door. Says she has only ever seen two cases that have been made in, and they both passed away. So she has never in her life seen in 23 years somebody survive this condition. So um, when they say it's a miracle and the prayers are answered, it's literally prayers are answered. Somebody told me that Jews are not statistics. And I think it's so true because the fact that 99.9% uh, people don't survive, and the fact that even the couple who didn't make it to the women's and made it into the theater, both didn't make it. And the fact that the Jewish people now have 100% survival rates does show you that we have divine protection. And there was countless miracles that happened that, that, that caused this outcome. Number one, as I said at the beginning, the fact that we went to the women's because no other hospital in Victoria could handle this type of event. You have to have all the stars aligned. You have to have the blood banks and the ICU and the staff and the doctor. Everything has to align and only women can deal with it. And because it was just a random heartbeat check for the baby on Thursday, the 10th of March, we could not have any hospital. We could go to any hospital, we couldn't go to Masada, right? We couldn't go to anywhere. But the fact we went to the women's and we didn't know we were going to get stuck, we just sort of went to a massive checkup. We got stuck there for the next 10 or days. So the fact that we went to that hospital is a miracle, and Hashem died in us, the right hospital. The fact that when the nurse asked us when do you want to um, deliver the child is still on, and we just said now, I want to get this pace in the hours, but let's get started now, and even though we were on Shabbos, was a miracle because we don't know. They don't know what causes this very rare condition to one in 1.4 million shares of happening. They don't know what causes it. So the timing is absolutely crucial, the fact that she said, let's do this now. The, the surgeon told me the fact that they ruled her in not five minutes later also was unbelievable. Like that could have changed the entire story. The fact that the surgeon ordered 
the blood, they needed 10 liters of, of, I say blood, but it's full of different medicines, plasma and, and all different things that they put in there. But she ordered this before Alicia even hit the operating table. So she preempted the, 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 um, the blood they needed. And she said if she wouldn't have done that, that also wouldn't have happened. The fact that everybody was available that second, you know, like there was no oncoming traffic in the other lane, and everyone was free, everyone could drop, literally more than 30 staff would then race into the, into the room. The fact they had the exact blood that she needed was a miracle. And then, unfortunately she suffered, because of eight, eight years ago, was two cardiac arrests. First one for six minutes, they four manual CPR, second one for seven minutes, that used to be defibrillator. And the doctor said that unfortunately she was as white as the hospital. She was extremely white, so they made the final decision, the top doctors, to perform a hysterectomy. And that's something that we felt we wanted people to know about because we don't want people to wish well and say, I'm not sure it'll be okay next time we have another one. It just triggers the trauma every time. So we want people to know about that. But um, they made that decision. And that was, after, that was after two hours, two hours of, of the surgery, eight liters of blood loss, two cardiac arrests, and somehow a miracle happened. They pumped in 10 liters of blood and plasma everything, and an absolute miracle happened that she responded to, to that, because she was white as a sheet. And, and in fact, one of, the, one of my colleagues here, my Kessley from the Science Center, his father is a neurologist, and he said what a miracle is. So to react from that, to react to new blood and for the body to be able to clot, the, the, the doctor told me to pick an extremely strong woman because even though you're unconscious, but your subconscious has to push your heart, it has to circulate the blood, it has to continue. You have to be very, very strong to, to get through this ordeal, as well as the pleasure still, obviously. And then the fact that she got through that, which was another miracle, and then they had the blood that she needed, and they had the ICU next to the room, the world was literally down the corridor. And then they said that when she woke up, the vast majority of people who wake up will wake up with neurological issues, deficiencies, not, not well, not, not mentally Right? So the fact that she went through everything and she woke up 100% the way she went in, I mean, obviously not the trauma, the trauma and exhaustion, but no long term effects for these blood is another miracle. So I documented that in 13 to 15, miracle after miracle after miracle that happened. And the fact that they don't know what caused the baby to be stillborn. And they also don't know what caused her to have this one point four million chance on this condition. And they don't know how she survived, and, the, and after she survived, how she survived and the aftereffects only points to one thing, Yad Hashem. It's impossible to write a story that doesn't make any sense scientifically, medically, or intellectually. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody can sit down and explain to you what happened. And in fact, the nurse in CC, in complex care, was a Kibalach or Sabalach. She said to me, um, but it was very hard with COVID and getting permits and, and getting direct coverage with killer and just the whole thing of Korea, and it was a very complicated situation. They don't have anybody in, in ICU it's only two hours a day for someone to come in, and it's very complicated. We had one nurse who was very helpful getting us permits and people that were getting etc. etc. She said, John, I'm just my heart bleeding because you're just one in a million, you're just the most amazing couple, and I just don't understand how this will happen. So for me, 
I think the most important thing to bring out to everyone is like that that Renatham said, that in everything there is a chesed, in everything. And it's all that with perspective. And suffering doesn't have to equal pain. Suffering doesn't have to equal pain. We go through pain every time we go on a diet, we walk in six pieces of paper. We go through pain when we want to go to a triathlon, we have to trade for six months. We go through pain when football players get concussions and have to go to rehab or reconstruction, or the Djokovic has to sit in the ice bath after winning the Chernobyl. All that is pain, but it's not suffering. And I think that if I would have gone into the hospital, obviously speaking for myself, but I experienced this externally, and it goes to the question, I watched all what unfold. And if I would have gone in, it just would have been that um, we would have gone home with a school on me. I could have been that very sad and grieving and kind of what has happened to us and things like But the fact is that um, it made me appreciate my children in a way that I don't know most people will be able to. I don't wish it to anybody. But now it's like, without being able to have more, my children are now become so much more precious to me. I don't have any more because there are no more true models. So we've got to be very aware of couple of now. And if I would have just gone over there, I could have had readings as you know what's going on. But the fact that it was an absolute miracle of divine intervention, that's unexplainable. It was like the world of medicine. So now I go home thinking, wow, look, Hashem absolutely saved me. And it's impossible for me to put into words to explain to you because until you're standing on the precipice where something which you never in your wildest dreams would happen, Alicia was talking at three o'clock when she was willed out to surgery. She was saying hi, bye. She was on a happy guest on the happy girl. It was just like, happy talking. Not aware of what's really happening with the two years of blood loss. But for me to go through what happened the next three hours with the nurses and doctors and the characteristics and, and the whole still, to see her survive is an absolute miracle. So all I can say is that the perspective is that Hashem gave us a miracle that he saved her life. The first time it ever happened, going to the nurse at the women's. So it's an absolute miracle. And Hashem sent us onto this challenge. Each time we have a challenge, it's like you have a weight, you have a five kilo weight, you pick up five kilo weight, ten kilos too heavy. So Hashem sends you a ten kilo weight because Hashem wants to secure your relationship, He wants to strengthen your relationship, and He wants each time that one less thing should be able to separate you. So today, a very nasty event, a twenty kilo challenge will separate you from Hashem. You get down, you get depressed, you get upset, you stop you know, still uncomfortable, you stop doubting with Kavana, you stop you know, giving charity, you stop repeating the upset. So Hashem gives you a 20 kilo challenge to strengthen the relationship, so now you that doesn't separate you. Once you get past the 20 kilo challenge, Hashem will send you a 30 kilo challenge. And and the message on right said, Hashem will give us each throughout our lifetime, just like Avraham had 10 Israelis, Hashem will give us each 10 big ones. So it's all a gift if you recognize that, if you have the right perspective. Of course it's hard, of course it's painful on an emotional level. It's very painful. Going to the ice bath is very painful. Going to the new construction is very painful. I'm not going to stand here and lie. I'm in a lot of pain. I have tears in my eyes. I have kindness in my chest. I have trauma watching it all. But ashtatically, I know that it's a chesed. It's a chesed that we got the challenge because of Shemir's darkness that gave us the opportunity. Gives us the opportunity with darkness as the raw material for us to recreate light. And we got the pattern. If we wouldn't have the darkness, we would not be able to recreate life and be like imitate God. You want to be able to. You want to be an owner, a partner in a business, a firm. They have to give you the opportunity to buy in. Hashem gives you the raw field to buy in. You want to buy in to be a partner with Hashem, to be a creator? 
You're going to have to roll to Brachos, says, to roll to the symptom, is a chaysha. Take chaysha and make your own oil. So it's a chesed that we got a chaysha, and it's a chesed that Hashem saved to life. It's an absolute miracle. Because the Rachel says, it's always a chesed, even in the worst case. And the right is, it can always be worse. The fact that Hashem is nurturing you means He's with you. I always give the example, so I'm going to Harvard. You take out three mortgages, 20,000, send a kid to Harvard, and the kid can't go out and hurry, the kid can't sleep, the kid's anxious. You know, he's got to stay all night up in the library and he can't go with his friends, he can't go drinking, right? So you think, why are they doing this? But the answer is they're doing it for the results because an average Harvard student graduates then five, after five years and 50% more income. So what does the father do? The father, at the same time that he gives the son the opportunity to pass the Harvard exam, sends him everything he needs to get through it. He sends him the best shooter, the best mattress, the best pillow, the best chef, everything that he needs that he can get through the Harvard exam. So the Harvard exam is a gift, and, the, and all of the tutors and all of the, all the support is a gift. Hashem sends us the gift, the raw material, the darkness, the pressure. That's a gift. Become a creator. And I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to send you everything you need, from the view in the hospital room, looking over the city, right, to the amazing nurse that helped us get all the permits, so the other nurse wouldn't give us any permits. Everything that happened was Hashem showing us, I am here, in me, away from the Torah. I'm with you, and holding your hand. So I only have to notice I've got to I really think it was a community project. We all dabbled together, we all wrote the emotions together, we all wrote the, the, the story together, and, and the whole shout and I was having well with outcome. So a big thank you to everyone. You don't know how much it helps because uh, someone goes through something like that, and it's only one little thing. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe they need parking spots, maybe they need uh, whatever it is. You give them something, you pick up a kid from school, you go and pick up something for them, they need a bottle of grape juice, wear a shower, so whatever it is, for them it's a massive issue because they have all the baggage that they're dealing with and all the emotions and it's just too much. So every little thing is an enormous, enormous thing in this context, so a really big thank you.